0: I'm Sandra Patel-Stewart, CEO of Transition Partners. And I'm Ellie Nettleton, Managing Director. Welcome back to our Let's Talk Leadership podcast, The Culture Edit.
1: This season, we're super excited. We're gonna be focusing on how leaders embed a positive organizational culture. Super excited today to be recording over in Berlin. We have the lovely Camilla Lichty on the podcast, who is the VP of product at Lendis. Lendis is a rapidly growing SaaS-based solution provider here in Berlin. And um, Camilla is also a proud mum as well. So we're super happy to have her on the podcast today and hear all about her journey here at Lendis, um, the business itself, and her thoughts on leadership.
2: Yeah, I'm very excited. Thank you for the invitation. Oh, I'm really happy to be here. (laughs) We're really really, excited to have you on the
0: podcast today. And I think it would be really great um, to start with how just if you could give us a kind of two, three, quick two, three minute um, tour around your background, um, how you got to where you are today. And then if you could move on to a little bit more about Lendis and the company's
2: ethos. Of course. Uh, Well, my my journey is a roller coaster. Mm -hmm. My background is in communication, major in advertising. I was a designer for many years. I worked with marketing. And then I landed in product management like 15 years ago. Uh, And then I'm six and a half years. I moved here to Germany I have been in the leadership position for about eight years always in product management I work in international companies I traveled quite a lot for projects working with different other companies and all the sizes of the companies. and Landis got my heart (laughs) (laughs) It was really really nice Uh, the negotiations that we had in 2020, but I really got to the 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 purpose of the company, you know, right. it's a for me, it's like a company made by humans for humans, mm. and it's very important. I think the culture that we have here is like the, the most valuable thing that we have, and um, yeah, that's like what I, I really, really value here. That's right.
0: great, oh, fantastic. I mean,
1: we've really enjoyed looking around the office this morning, and you've been telling me a bit about the solutions
2: that you offer at Lendis, but it'd probably be good if you can just tell the audience a little bit about what you offer. So we offer a 360 solution from the software to have like visibility and the, to help all the workflows, especially for HR people mm-hmm. when they are onboarding or offboarding employees. But we also have the the hardware and the equipment. So this beautiful phone booth that we have here is mm-hmm. one of the, our products for the office. But we have solutions for the home office for collaborations, as you can see out there, um, all the electronics. Uh, yeah, we have everything on the rental base on the subscription base. Great. And it's tailored for, for the company, it's whatever all they need. And there's some really clever equipment around as well, isn't there? Like, we've
0: been you know, moving it all around. around yeah. the this <laughs> Looking forward to getting maybe getting some of this stuff in our offices. Um, <laughs> fantastic. We um, Actually, just a quick question before we move on to a bit more about your leadership style. What size team teams have you said you've been in leadership for about eight years now? Be interesting to get an idea of what size um, functions, divisions, teams you've been responsible for?
2: So uh, my biggest team so far has been twenty-five people. Here at Landis, we have today eighteen, but we already signed so many people. I think we're going to be twenty-five or thirty very soon wow. by mid of the year. Uh, I am responsible for like product management, uh, design functions, uh, UX research. Also, all these UX uh, mm-hmm. environment they are all under my leadership. Sounds fantastic awesome. brilliant and how would you describe your leadership style well i i can't pay myself into one style mm-hmm. uh, that's I, I think i am chameleon mm-hmm. and uh, but i like to i i think two things is very important for me well three things actually uh, communication clear communication transparency yeah. and or, and trust right so mm-hmm. yeah i have these um Full communication and uh, I usually I build a relationship with my team so we can trust each other. And uh, when I know something, I tell them that I know. If I don't know, I am also transparent that I don't know and I think together. We can find a solution. And uh, yeah, so I, I try to empower and to enable them as much as possible with information, with the goals of the company, with the goals that we have to do with our OKRs where the company is heading to, where we are, how are our customer needs or the values that we need to deliver for our customers. Mm-hmm. So the teams, they are uh, self-sufficient. They can mm-hmm. be autonomous. And if I am on vacations, if I'm not here, if I am in meetings outside, they are not blocked by me. I'm not their bottleneck. They can make decisions so they feel empowered enough and confident enough that they can do this decision and move forward. Yeah. Right. Fantastic. Okay. I'm...
1: It's great okay. what you said then about values as well, because being in your office today, they're like
0: printed everywhere, yeah. aren't they? I know all the values as well now. i just got a quick question on that, actually. Communication, I think, is so, so tough to get right, isn't it? Yes. Um, and I think it'd be really good if we could um talk a little bit more about if you've got any tips, like top tips, around how you've worked on your communication style as a leader um, and how others could learn from
2: that. I think the first thing is to know your audience, Mm -hmm. right? Because if you're talking to technical people, Mm -hmm. you can go technical. If you're talking Mm -hmm. to business people, you need to translate these technicalities into Mm -hmm. something that they can't understand. Mm -hmm. And if you know your audience, you can deliver the message properly. Uh, But we have also to be aware that here we are all international. Mm -hmm. We we are not native English speaking. uh, Mm -hmm. And that also can be a barrier, right? Because like the way I learned or the way some words I don't know and the others when I transmit this message they might not know that word as well so we have to be creative and need, we need to read to to read the person you know either if you're talking face to face or if you're talking uh, remotely when someone doesn't understand you can see the face and you have yeah. to be clever enough to say look maybe you didn't send or you just shift that message around in some other way mm. and then that's uh, I think communication is person to person you know and the uh, It's not, there is no formula. It has to be adapted. Exactly, exactly. Do you find it easier to do it face-to-face or virtually with video to be able to see if the message has been translated properly? Well, uh, face-to-face is always easier. But like working remote, like heavily working remote since the pandemic has uh, brought us to the other level. Even before, I was working remote for three years myself. So I I am in this remote work journey for six years. And you learn. Right. So it's not easy. And I think empathy from all the sides that help us to, to get better. Definitely agree with that.
1: It's clear to see that everyone that's walked in the office today has been smiling. We've had lots of big hellos from everyone, which has been really nice and welcoming for us here. In the and the day. music in the morning. Yeah, right? yeah. Heavy, heavy, for a Friday morning. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that a daily
0: thing?
1: No. Usually more Friday. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. today is Employee Appreciation Day. So it will be great to find out how Lendis acknowledges um, employee success.
2: Um we do we don't have like days like this to celebrate but we yeah. do on a regular basis. So mm-hmm. every Friday we have our all hands that's a company wide meeting that we share our success from the week like what we achieved. We do demos for our soft uh or like the sales people they share deals that they close these oh, great. and we have names titles so like someone achieved that. Uh, sometimes it was like uh, most of the time they were uh, is a, th- uh, a team effort. Yeah. But but um, but like we have these and we always celebrated these achievements. And if there is a failure, we also celebrate the failure because we learn from the failure and we can always be better. Uh, when we have anniversaries you yeah. saw the champagne back there yeah we I have saw like loads birthdays. of champagne we have uh, we also <laughs> yeah lots of alcohol <laughs> it's right. exactly that. it looks <laughs> like a recruitment of it <laughs> but we also celebrate we have like uh, quarterly parties with all the whole company we try to be as light as possible and we wouldn't be here at this size today if it were not for the employees so yeah. they must be celebrated every day yeah. they work really hard yeah
1: I thought it was really nice what you said about like the when you're celebrating team success by like naming people because I think that's mm-hmm. super important isn't it like rather a nice when it's teams but also like the people were individually appreciated as well which is fantastic to hear so this one's a tricky one to get right but what does work-life balance mean to you and how do you make working hours inclusive to ensure all your teams succeed
2: that's tricky because that's very personal from yeah. person to person. For me, I I value my my time in with my family yeah. at home, but also at work. And for me, it's very hard to separate work from my life because I love my work. Yeah. And that needs to be, is the way it is. Because if I have to wake up to do something that I don't like this, I'm forced to, to get money. That's not pleasant. Mm. So one thing belongs to the other. And for me... Uh, this balance comes like whenever I need to be with my daughter. If she's sick, I will be at home. Yeah. But I still have meetings, right? And sometimes it gets noisy, and people were fine. People we are empathetic. Uh, today, I'm going to pick her up. I'm going to bring her back to the office. She's going to come to the office, nice. and then we. Because I, I, I still have some meetings, I cannot leave yeah. early. So. so she'll be here for the team meetings afternoon. So me. She will be here for the oh, team meeting. Yeah. She'll be cheering everyone on. Yeah, she has been also in our Christmas party. She wants to have a <laughs> party, <laughs> she? Yeah. Oh,
1: she would have loved that. Mila has a three-year-old daughter, so she's got yes, a cute she, one, and uh,
2: she's a party girl. She's very <laughs> bubbly. Starting start her young. <laughs> yeah. So I. Think think uh, we need to, to coordinate these personal needs with professional needs yeah. and uh, uh, a workplace needs to enable this because mm-hmm. at the time that I need to be forced to choose between family or my personal needs and work, yeah. work will lose. Yeah, so holds. that's not like a, something that you have to choose and they need to uh, coexist. So this is how I try to live my life. And this is how I try to and en- enable my 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 team to do as well, yeah, yeah. right? If they have to travel or something, they can take a day off and they can do later. They if they have to work to leave earlier, is I think I am mature enough. I've been working long enough in the in the market to say it doesn't really matter the place you are working from. If you are working from the moon, if you're working from China, or here in the mm-hmm. office. You can't be the bottleneck. You cannot be a blocker for the yeah. whole team, and you need to deliver. I care about the results, not like the, if you are working twelve hours a day or if you are working like six hours a day, mm. and you balance these, and there is it's always a result. The outcome, is it? Exactly. So yeah. if it, if ever, everything is moving forward, mm. it's fine, and it's important for the person to find the balance, right? Mm-hmm. So some days I will wake up, I have to work, but I, my mind is simply not there. Yeah what can I do I will be here my body will be here I produce like zero yeah Yeah. so that's not the way to go no
1: actually interestingly little bit of peace but I think it's a really important one for a lot of our listeners who hire and scaling teams Like, how do you get that right in the sort of like interview process how do you how do you transpire that across the teams and the people that you hire who are new to the business
2: we well, we have like a short, concise but very precise hiring process. Right. Okay. And uh, the first interview we have with the with the HR manager. Yeah. And she can assess like very high level if the if the person has the requirements that we need for the for the position. And then one interview with the hiring manager to assess more technically yeah. uh, how the person is, if they going to be to fit the the position. And uh, we always tell the candidate that this is a two-way street. It's not like for me to get to know, but them to get to know me as well and the team mm-hmm. and the company that they are going to work for. And we are very transparent. We give space for the candidates to ask us questions. We ask the questions that we want to know. The third step is more a cultural fit. Mm -hmm. So they get to know peers or even other uh, uh, functions that they are going to interact with. Mm. And uh, we always assess the candidate based on our values. So that's something that we we have questions. If they show passion, curiosity, ownership, and care, that's something that we care the most. And then by the conversation we can know if a person can be a fit or not yeah and we are also uh we care more about our values than the skills itself we gave chances to people that they didn't fit these skills quite hundred mm-hmm. percent they were more junior but they had the these the 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 quality to get there yeah. you know the capability right? yeah, so yeah, yeah. we train them we hire them it's not like Good. because they fit and we already reject people that were super skill fit but like culturally not it wasn't right, yeah, right? Yeah. it's important because you can't teach
0: those value beliefs and and the cultural soft but skills but you can side teach things, the hard skills yeah yeah definitely um fantastic so uh, within landis how would you say that you um combat biases in the tech industry and what does DNI um, mean within Landes?
2: So we we actually try to be as diverse as possible mm-hmm. and inclusive, right? So if you see our tech team, we have uh, female engineers. Uh, myself, like as a female, lead, my team uh, it was like funny but when we start hiring, uh, it was more uh, male, mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. we are seventy percent female. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it kind <laughs> of because like, it it was there, and uh, we have different cultures, different. Genders, uh, sexual orientation—we ha- we're very diverse, mm, and also the ethnicity. is right this word. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, so we have like a variety, and that's something it's important, right? We need to respect each other. We need to respect where they come from, yeah. the cultures, and everything. For example, we're very empathetic with all the thing that's happening in Ukraine. Yeah. Um, we have, like, Ukrainian people here. We are helping them. We send a lot of things already. So we, this nice. is important. Because if we don't do this, if we close ourselves in our bubble, yeah. we can't grow and we we can't create a product yeah. that's fit for all the needs. We want to go global. Yeah. And we need to have these in our DNA. If we are not global, if we are not, like, we don't have inclusive uh, inclusiveness or, like, a variety of people mm-hmm. that think differently, yeah. we will not go there. Yeah. Correct. What
0: do you think you've, as a business, done differently to have and create that diverse workforce? Is there anything that you've done that other businesses perhaps aren't doing or could do more of that others can
2: learn from? Um, We don't have, for example, uh, positions that is exclusive for women or for, like, this kind of person or black people. Because in other countries, like I'm from Brazil, I see there that we have a lot of, like... uh, position that like this position is exclusive for women or this oh, really? one really? Yeah, really this one is exclusive for black people no I, I don't I, I think that's already something that you exclude people yeah yeah. right yeah, yeah. so that's yeah, not right no, because no in brazil we have regulations that given a size of the company yes. you must have a share of those uh those types yeah and then you open a position and then in the end the person gets like I am really getting this position because of my skills, yeah. or because they oh, have because to fill a hole here, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. Wow. it's wow. not. I think that that's not the way to no. go. No, no, no. For me, it's like everyone. I, I don't really care who. Mm. It's about like fitting us and uh, bringing the the skills. Mm. And I think we have been doing everything possible in in this sense, right? Oh, yeah. Like we need to we need to hire more people, and we got a uh at, at the point that was very hard to to, to hire in our geography mm. so we expanded and then we are working remote so we have people working from Pakistan. we are have people working from turkey it doesn't really matter where they Maybe are working from, from or yeah. based or yeah. so it really doesn't matter yeah. and do you offer relocation options as yes, well we do. yeah, yeah we great did. yeah
1: Okay. I do think so it certainly it, helps with diversity, oh, and that's one of the biggest challenges we have in the UK because we just don't offer that flexibility. Yeah. Whereas in Germany, you've got a real advantage, and like mm. you say, it pays off with the end product, uh, the end product itself, and the user perspective by having that diversity. No,
2: it's the respect of the yeah. of the person. If the person wants to relocate here, yeah. we help them financially and also uh, with support because when they get here, dealing with German bureaucracy and the German language, if yeah. they don't have any basis, is very hard. So we have a yeah. company here that helps this person Great. for the next six months to find a home to do the registration to do everything and then it's easier so that you don't have to worry about these things and more like get to to work and get to know the city yeah brilliant. sounds like you thought of everything in a very
0: (laughs) (laughs) people-centric organization which is fantastic um so i understand that you've experienced obviously some rapid growth um obviously you said earlier that you are about 18 19 now but you expect with the highs that you've made to go to about 25 or more It'd be really interesting to understand um, and also if there's any kind of like tips and advice um, to the listeners around how you've maintained that culture. Um, sounds like a fantastic place to work. And I think it'd be really interesting to share how you've created the culture, but how you've maintained it throughout that rapid growth that you've experienced.
2: Um, well, I think, as I said, culture is very important and it always starts with our founders. Right, mm-hmm. So they created these values, they created this company, mm-hmm. they were like them two for, like, I don't know how long, mm-hmm. and then this was passing along with the people yeah. that were hiring. And, uh, and i are still really involved in the business yes, now. Yes, yeah, you are yeah, yeah. probably going to see them. Um, okay. yeah. And um, so it. And they are very close to the people as yeah. well. So they are very approachable people. Nice. And uh, if uh, anyone like an intern wants to talk to them to say hi or to give feedback or something, it's there. Yeah, so they are approachable. That's and that's something that they pass us through the leadership. We yeah. also need to be available. We need to be approachable and we need to embody the values and we need to show the values. And that's something that you are going to pass along. So my my PMs, they embody all the values and when we hire new people, these new people are going to pair with them and that is that gets transferred you yeah. know so i think every if everyone is uh, bought on this idea yeah. and embody all the values that's like how you get there mm. and uh, and again like transparency communication we have been to like difficult times we had like OKRs that we didn't meet and we were transparent to the people yeah. so let's put our heads together let's find a solution yes. and yeah. Uh, yeah. And it sounds like you really did that during COVID as well,
1: because the the nature of your business, obviously, initially, it was really struck by the
2: yes, pandemic, but the, you, the whole company was born like yeah. to fulfill a need to equip an office yes, on a yeah. rental basis, on yeah. a subscription basis. And then when all the offices are closed, you get yourself stuck. You sound like you cannot sell anything, mm-hmm. but companies didn't. Uh, stop hiring. They yeah. were still hiring. So we just like shift the priority and say, let's uh, equip people in their homes. Yeah. So, home office as a service. And it's our business.
1: And you were saying as a result, you grew by 8% in 2020. That's amazing. Okay. Over the years, leadership's got highs and lows. <laughs> Did it come naturally to you? No. No. no, (laughs) no.
2: (laughs) What what lessons?
1: What's been your biggest lesson along the way?
2: Self-awareness, I think. Yeah. Because um, when I first became a manager, um, I had like one person in my team and I didn't trust that person. I really? I I was like these... Controller Yay. person, crazy freaky that I had to have everything <laughs> under control. And even though I was delegating things, mm. in the end of the day, I was redoing, double checking to make sure that that thing was like right. So it went, it was crazy. Yeah. And uh, was that in here, Berlin, Spain, No, it was Spain? in Brazil. In Brazil, okay. But. Yeah. And uh, it was very tough and because I didn't have anyone to mentor me, anyone mm. to see. So I was like alone in the dark. And uh, but then I said, like, what do I like people to do with me? I like my freedom, I like my autonomy, I like my space mm. and uh, sometimes I will make mistakes and I would like to people to come to me and say, "Hey, that was not cool, but let's figure it out and let's fix." Yeah. So I don't have that, but I may need, I may be that person to give that to someone else, mm. right So that's how I started educating myself around this and uh, I made mistakes. And I still make mistakes. I'm human, yeah. but I am aware of what I don't know or what something that's a challenge that I have never done. And I am transparent. Like when I was hired here, I like maybe this is something that you need, and this is something that I have or never done. I don't know. I'm probably capable of. I'm not stupid, but like I really need someone to be more close to me and some someone to call me out, right? Like mm. if something is going wrong, yeah. say, "Hey, Camila, stop. Yeah. Not yeah. the right direction." And then you go. And I think having this self-awareness made me open my eyes and also to, for my team, right? Mm. They, when they come with, to me with something and I really don't know, I tell them, I don't know. Let's figure it out together. Yeah. So let's yeah. work together. That's great. I think, that, like you say, that
1: communication piece is, is, is super important. So it sounds like over the years, by having been that honest, authentic leader, mm. you've shaped your journey, which is exciting. So as a leader, role model, and woman in tech, what is the best bit of
2: career advice you can give to anyone in our audience? I think people need to get to know themselves and get to know their best selves yeah. right mm-hmm. so I, I know my ugly I know my best yeah. I need to foster my best yeah. I, I, right. and I have to work on my ugly that to, to make this I uh, strength right yeah. so I know those two those two things uh, be your best advocate as well yeah right? so I I have like a so I think like mm-hmm. imposter syndrome Man, mm-hmm. I have all of them on yeah. a daily basis. Yeah. You you do so things happen to it you. It gets worse the more senior you the get. The more senior you yeah. get, you start comparing yeah. yourselves to others yeah. and you think everyone knows like a lot more than you and yeah. that's not yeah. true. And they're gonna find you out. And, you know, <laughs> and I, I'm always afraid of, like if I open my mouth they say like yeah, she doesn't know anything, right? <laughs> and, but
0: what you do well is you're open, honest and authentic and, and I think that's really inspirational, the fact that you can actually say to a member of staff, Do yeah. you know what? I don't know Mm -hmm. but also recognize that others might be able to fill your gaps and where you might be weaker others are stronger and it's like you said to come in together and Mm. which is fantastic yeah
2: and then that goes to the next one that's confidence right i think especially women we need to have like more confidence Mm -hmm. men are born with self-confidence all extra even you know <laughs> and uh, we don't i think given history giving a lot of things that happened uh we need to be confident because if we're not confident that on the things that we know mm-hmm. and uh, we cannot show others we cannot expect others to realize something if we don't show them yeah right so i think that's all important and it's always important to give yourself a break yeah. I learned also that the hard way when I had a burnout that you were always pushing, always pushing. Mm. I'm human. I'm yeah. not a robot. Yeah. There are so many things that relies on me. I have a daughter. I have to work. I mm. have a team. Mm. And sometimes the pressure gets too much. You just need to allow yourself to have a break, yeah. either a weekend, a holiday, go on the movies by yourself, have your yeah. me time. You yeah.
1: Know? Yeah. It's part of, it goes back to that part of being self-aware, doesn't yeah. it? I think in realizing like, it takes a lot of time, doesn't it? Like now, as I get older, I realise that point where I'm like, I'm starting to burn out, right? I need to go on holiday. But yeah. years, and when you're in the weeds of it and you keep yourself too busy, you don't even notice, do you? But it's so important because if you don't figure out that warning sign, when that red
2: light comes mm. on,
1: everyone else pays for it as well as yourself. Exactly, anyway. because you
2: start lashing out to anyone. and yeah. they you don't, do, yeah. It's not their fault, it's you. You are the problem, yeah. you know? I couldn't do
0: that before, and I've realised in the last couple of years that if I... I either wake up feeling that way or just I know that I'm not going to go into the office being my best version of myself mm. and it's like do you know what I'm going to take a few hours out and we go for a walk or listen to a podcast or do something where I know I can then get my mindset into yeah. the right mindset because it's just no good for anyone is exactly. it? Exactly
1: There's no point going yeah. to the office for eight bad hours rather no. than if you went for four and did four really yeah. good ones anyway, Exactly right? No,
2: yeah. no It's preferred that you take a break of two yeah. hours go for a walk go yeah. to yeah. the gym do Watch Netflix. I yeah. don't care. Yeah. But then when you come back, you have a fresh mind and you can make better decisions, more assertive, yeah. and you can work properly, right? Yeah. So that's when you can really be creative as exactly. well. Exactly. is what you want, yeah. isn't it?
1: Around the problems you guys Do you know what? It's been fantastic having you on it the has. podcast, Camilla. I've really enjoyed speaking with you today. Thank, Thank you me. so much for inviting us into your lovely office here at Landis. Um, really
0: enjoyed it and I think we'll be uh,
1: buying some of these some of the equipment for our I own know office. I love
0: all the plants as well it just, it's just, it got such Super a lovely green, nice it? feel to the office yeah, it's, it's fantastic great, isn't it? it's um, certainly set me up for the day anyway yeah, <laughs> no. if anyone wants to um,
1: get in touch what's the best form of contact uh, LinkedIn, LinkedIn Twitter LinkedIn, LinkedIn yeah. yeah LinkedIn perfect amazing well thank you so much your time. Yeah, thank, thank you much. Much. it
2: was very really nice looking to you Good. perfect
1: and thank That's you sick. to all our listeners for tuning in um, please press download on all the podcasts and you could leave reviews on Spotify, Google Play, and um, on Apple. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thanks, everyone, for listening to our Let's Talk Leadership podcast, The Culture Edit.
1: If you would like to talk all things thought leadership and how you've embedded
0: a positive organizational culture, get in touch. You can also follow us on LinkedIn and stay tuned by subscribing to us on Spotify or YouTube for future episodes. Stay tuned for our next one. Bye for now, guys.